Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media, where we talk about the strategies and tactics to help you grow your business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow by taking action today. We've interviewed some amazing people throughout 2018, all of whom aim to make you better at what you already do. So today, we are going to be playing four clips from some of our best interview-focused episodes. This first clip is from our interview with Eric Fang, a world-renowned speaker on all things sales and marketing. We had the pleasure of listening to what he had to say about drawing attention from an audience. I met one guy. His name is Ron Kaufman. He's a celebrity speaker in the area of customer service. He said this to me. He said, Eric, here's the brutal reality of our business world. Until you become a somebody, no one's going to appreciate you. Mm. Until you become a somebody, nobody appreciates you. That was my very first introduction to personal branding. I realized that I was treated like shit because I positioned myself as a commodity. Mm. I was just one out of the thousands of trainers, a dime a dozen. And until I start positioning myself as an authority, no one's ever gonna treat me as somebody. Mm. So this was the beginning in 2012 where I decided that, you know what, instead of just being a trainer, I want to be first an expert in something who happens to train, speak, and coach. There's a big difference. Mm. If you're just a trainer, you're, you're just communicating a topic, but it's not yours. But if people see you as an authority, that's when they treat you like a celebrity. So I started asking myself, who is the market that I really want to serve, that I feel passionate towards, and I have easy access to them? And number two, what topic am I good at teaching that people would be willing to pay money for? The minute I decided these two questions, it was very clear that I have a certain market I can go after. And I started working a lot on my visibility, my credibility, and my popularity in the area. Uh, so cut a long story short, I decided that I love going after salespeople because I have the same mentality with them. If I'm, I, if I don't train, I'll be a salesman. Right? I'll be a good salesman. <laughs> I love selling. Oh, I can tell, man. I love it. And I'm very goal-oriented. But during that time, I had a topic that I was crazy about. And that is, how do you make yourself attractive? That was just something, maybe because I wasn't attractive back then in school. So I've always wanted to know, you know, how do I draw attention? How do I get people to like me? Right. How do I get people to buy what I sell? So I started reading a lot about it. I started paying attention to people who are attractive to figure out what they do. And I started using Facebook as a platform to mm. start teaching. You see, the, the thing is, today, right, our biggest problem, those of you who are listening to this, your biggest problem is not that you do not have customers. Your biggest problem is your prospects are not paying attention to you. That's the fundamental problem. It's no longer just about effort. It's no longer about the numbers game where as long as I approach a potential prospect, I will have a chance to sell. Because the truth of the matter is power is no longer in the hands of a salesman. Yes. Internet took the power away from us. We no longer have knowledge as our unfair advantage. Number two, we have a lot of competition. So even if I don't pick you, I can pick somebody else, a dime a dozen. Mm. So the very first thing I learned when I was building my own personal brand is I need to first be able to capture the attention of my prospects. And when I capture the attention of my prospect, I need to get them to spend a tremendous amount of time with me. So let's Because talk the more time we Sorry? No, no, yeah, no, keep going. Finish that sentence because, I mean, I'm not interrupting you because, guys, this is gold. I'm learning right now. So the more time, go yeah. ahead and finish that, and I have a question for you. The first game I need to win is I need to capture your attention. But after capturing your attention, I'm only a follower. Right. A follower is something that gives you attention, but he hasn't given you money yet. 
Because before a person can give you their money, they need to first give you their time. So I need to start turning my most loyal followers into community members or subscribers. Yes. I need to start getting them to spend more time with me. Now I could do that offline by inviting them to a seminar to learn from me or inviting them to a social event to get to know me. Or I can get them to opt in into a mailing list where they get to learn from me online. But the bottom line is sales today is no longer an event. It's a process. I need to first get your attention, get you to follow me. And the easiest way to do that is on social media because that's where all our attention is. Right. But I have a strategy to get you to spend more time with me because the more time you spend with me, the more you'll like me, the more you trust me. And this too, likability and credibility become catalysts for a sales conversation. Yes. And then you what you do best. Dude, man, he is dropping so much fire right now. I'm just listening to this learning myself. That's an unbelievable story. So many good points that you just shared there. Our second clip comes from our interview with a rising star known as Tiffany Beltran. Only two years into the business and she's already become a celebrity in the real estate world. We got to hear from her exactly what she did to make such tremendous strides in the business. You said that, you know, it doesn't, it's not that hard to be a realtor. And that's one of the biggest complaints <laughs> that realtors have with their own industry is that it literally only takes like two weeks to become a real estate agent. But that's why so many people fail yeah. in real estate when they start their business. It's, it's the barrier of entry is not that hard. So, you know, when you look over the past two years that you've been doing this with the success that you've had, you know, how did you start growing your business to actually produce like leads and sales? Because that's the hardest yeah. part. You get into this business, you know, you don't, ha you know people, but you don't really have any leads. Can you share kind of with the audience? How did you start? How did you start generating leads for your real estate business? Yeah. So like I said, I was just posting heavily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever I could get my hands on. And I literally worked seven days a week. I put in the time. I put in the work. I put in the marketing and, and that's what's necessary to, you know, get those uh, clients and make those sales. And that's what I was doing. People were seeing that um, my third month in the business after getting my license, I closed three deals, which mm. is, is great because I know my broker, his first year, he only made one sale. So I was just really good at telling my story like, oh, you know, I just closed three this month. You need a realtor? I got you. And <laughs> Did those deals come from social media? Did um, they, they were all... Actually, one did. It's really funny. My first deal, he actually saw my mobile app online and I didn't even know who he was. I thought that was really odd, but awesome. And out of that, I got three new clients that knew him and he didn't know me from a can of paint. He just literally saw yeah, my mobile app <laughs> somewhere on Facebook. Now it shows you, it shows you the power of word of mouth. And, and this is what we obviously preach. And this is where our business is built on. It literally is your net worth is your network. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about connecting the six degrees of separation of you get the word out, you spread your brand, you show who you are. And then from there, that person's connected to people and so forth. So you started advertising on social media mm -hmm. and started getting the brand story out about yourself. That led you to, where'd you get the mobile app from, by the way? I'm sure people are listening are curious. Oh yeah. Well, it, that's from Keller Williams. Okay. So, so, yeah. you, so you're advertising on Keller Williams mobile app. So that's awesome for all the KW agents out there. Right. Use that. Leverage Spreading that. the word. It's great. What else? So what else did you do in your first years? In the, like, did you mm -hmm. start door knocking? Did you start cold calling? What are some of the other things that maybe you did to start generating leads for your business? Yeah, so I definitely called every single number in my phone. That's definitely the first thing you should do. Um, let everybody know that you're an agent. Um, keep in touch with them. You know, we call it touches. 
just mm-hmm. make sure that you're connecting with people. Um, Facebook messages. I didn't do door knocking, but everywhere I was at, literally, like whether it's the store, church, anywhere, I made that an opportunity for a potential sale. And not because I'm like the super sales person, but I let them know that I have a service to provide if you need it. And um, I just came with that approach like, hey, I'm really here to help. Follow me on Facebook, by the way, and then they'll see me all the time. So I'm constantly staying at the top of their mind. Man, you can just feel the oozing of the hustle. <laughs> now, yeah. I know you guys are listening to this, so you can't go to YouTube. You can check it out and watch it, but you can just see the energy that you're literally talking to everybody you meet, just telling them they're a realtor. And so many people, it's such a simple tip. So many people don't do it. Well, they, oh, miss, yeah. they miss that sphere of influence. You're, you're at your church. Yep. And you're, you're leveraging that as an opportunity to let people know what you're doing. You kind of, a lot of people, I think, by default think, well, yeah, they, they know that I'm a realtor. They know me. Right. So they know what I do. I don't true. know what half the people that I know do. I don't know what my <laughs> friends do. I don't remember half the time that my brother was a relationship manager at MT Bank, you know? So when I went out for financial advice, I went somewhere else and he's like, dude, I'm a financial advisor. Right. So you're doing that. You're out there letting people know, not assuming that right. everyone's going to make that connection in their mind. Right. And I tell agents all the time. I mean, you're not a secret agent. Like, tell people you're an agent. It's a, <laughs> it's a great icebreaker. And you can always, like, start up a conversation that so way. So then let's talk about that because I think it's super applicable to our audience is that you have done an amazing job at building your brand. Can you tell us a little bit about your Instagram following 15,000 people? How did you build that? You know, someone listening to this that, that might have a couple hundred people or maybe mm-hmm. hasn't even started, you know, what should they be looking to do to build their brand? Why did yours take off? Why Why do you think yours has been successful? And then, you know, I don't know if you can share, like, how many leads or deals have you gotten from your social media and Instagram, if you know, but yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about that. So, um, for any agent out there, I would definitely recommend having your own personal campaign outside of real estate. And what I did was I used fitness as a way to reach hmm. people. Um, last year, I competed in a bodybuilding competition and completely transformed my life, my physique, and everybody saw it. So they respected me because of it. And then I would tie in real estate. You know, they would see me like, wow, she's doing great. Wow, look at her. She has abs. Oh my gosh, this. <laughs> and she's a real estate agent. And then I throw it out there, by the way, if you need a house, I got you. And then my next post will be about real estate. So it's really important to indirectly get people's attention. That's awesome. What you're doing is you're connecting to people on something that's more authentic and not salesy. And that's the key is it's the relationship. You don't want to overkill it. Correct. It all comes back to the relationship is connect with somebody on a human level and a relationship level an authentic level, and then turn that into a way where you can promote your brand. I don't know. Getting, getting abs sounds a lot harder than business. I was like, wait a minute. That sounds a lot harder. And that's why I did that. It was honestly, she's like, it was hard. It was. And that, that was a personal goal. I knew that if I could focus wholeheartedly on on this, I can also focus wholeheartedly on my business and I'd grow and develop together. And it, it really worked. That's awesome. So do you find yourself on Instagram? So, you know, I'm using Instagram for to grow our business. You know, we use it. I know the audience uses it. Do you find yourself DMing people? Or do you find yourself engaging on posts? And that's what's leading to the interactions that can turn into leads. Do you have any tips or guidelines or stuff you yeah. could tell us about what you're doing specifically on Instagram to help? Sure. So a really good tip is to use the Instagram polls. I think they are the best feature ever um, because you really get people engaged. Um, even if you ask simple questions like, not related to real estate, but at least they're responding to you, right? And then when you do slip in something real estate, like I've done a post, um, are you looking to buy or rent? Something simple like that. And I just responded to everybody that responded to my poll. Oh, why are you looking to rent? 
Wow. And then and then most of the time it's because they're uneducated and don't know that they they can actually buy. Yeah. So I'm, you know, providing value. I'm actually educating them and I, I, I let them know if you need to fix your credit. I also have a credit repair guy. <laughs> yeah, and that's perfect. Send them that way. So yeah. Yeah, you're starting to funnel them down. Our third clip is from our interview with Colton Lindsay, a man whose team boasts being able to sell a home in just 28 days for 99% of the asking price. Let's hear what he has to say. Could you talk to us a little bit? Because I know our audience is probably interested. Here's a guy that's killing it. They, you know, some of them probably dream of doing, you know, 750000 in revenue. You know, how are you doing it? What are some of the systems in your business? Like when you started out, how are you generating leads? I mean, let's start there because that's the number one question we get all the time from our audience. How do you generate leads to do 73 deals in a year? So where are you generating leads? How does that look for you? Yeah, I think before you really generate leads is you've got to create a, a state of absolute certainty that I'm going to figure out how to make this happen. Like there is, there's no excuse. There's no limitation. It's like, get that out of the way and let's find results. So you've got to make that decision, first of all. Second of all, the biggest mistake I made when I got to 73 deals, I spent most of my time in real estate focusing on FISBOs and expires, which paid me a ton of money now money. But what I realized is, especially with for sell by owners, which was great now money, very few of them, less than 25% of those deals ever became repeat and referral clients, which was horrible for long-term business. So I had to always start over. So my biggest mistake I didn't start earlier, which I now like all in on it, is it's all about creating relationships. And if I can't build a long-term relationship with you, I am not going to do a deal with you. Like, that's it. I don't need a paycheck from you today <laughs> it. if it's not going to continually grow later on. I need long-term. I'll give you an example. So one of my, my favorite clients, I just closed another deal with him. It was $1.5 million deal. Um, I started that relationship with his daughter-in-law clear back in 2005. And I just stayed in touch with her. And in like 2013, it was the first time, maybe even 2014, 2014 maybe, it was the first time I did any business with her. She called me up, she'd been in my database, and she said, hey, uh, I'm getting married, we need to buy a house. So we, I sold her a new house, that's my first deal. Stayed in touch with her, she actually helped me rebrand ourselves with the WGR, we shifted our, our, our look a little bit and helped us look a little bit more hip or, or modern or whatever you wanna call it. And um, <laughs> then she calls me up two years later and she says, hey Colton, we need to sell our house and buy a new one because we're moving. And oh, by the way, my father-in-law just sold his business, he's investing in our event, um, uh, like wedding event business, right? So we did two more transactions there, then sold them a $1.2 million building. And then while we were there, he said, oh, by the way, we need to sell uh, one of our, or two of our investment properties. So he sold two more investment properties with me. Then a year later, because it took him about a year to build out that, that venue, we show up for the ribbon cutting and he says, hey, by the way, I want to buy a summer home. We just closed on his $1.5 million summer home. And then he said, oh, by the way, I got another couple investments I want to sell. So either way, we've done like nine or 10 transactions in that relationship which totals just over $150,000, right? Yeah. So imagine if you can build relationships that are paying you that kind of money that know you, like you, trust you, and it is going to be an amazing experience. So I started shifting this, and I realized that growing up, I was taught go to school. Well, this is old. 90s kids know this. 70s, 80s, 90s kids were taught go to school, get a job, and retired. I think the younger millennials are being taught a little bit different today. But it shifted the old saying, not, not what you know, and 
Josh, you guys, you've heard this, right? Not what you know, but who you know. Have you guys heard that before? Yep. yep. I believe that is actually obsolete now. I don't think mm. it's who you know. I think it's who knows you now. Right, so you've got to change your whole network so that people know your name, your brand, and your message, and you create this tribe for what you stand for. And people are going to be doing business with you, with you based on results you can create and the message that you deliver. And that's what we're starting to see, and that's how we connected. I literally, no offense to you, Josh, I had no clue who you were until you reached out to me through my social media, through our strategy, right? Right. And now here we are doing a podcast. Yep, and now yep. we're going to go out and create massive value for your followers. And so that's how it works. You got to get it so people know you. And these people will continually come to you another, over and over again. I'll give you another example. I got a phone call Friday. I hardly work Fridays anymore. I'm a recent single dad. Just went through a divorce, which was, I don't wish it upon anyone. Yeah, that's a whole podcast a in itself. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is another reason why you got to lock down your financial freedom, by the way. That's a whole other podcast. But so I, I have my kids Friday, Saturday, Sunday, cleared into Monday morning. And I get a phone call from a past client. Hey, Colton, I just want you to know we just wrote an offer on a brand new town home, but don't worry. I told them to put you down as the agent um, because it's my way of saying thanks for all the appreciation events you've invited us to over the years. So literally, there's a $6,500 check coming in. I didn't even have to show up to meet the meeting, and I get. So that's the type of, of, of network you've got to be able to create. And I don't care what business you're in, like that's the network that's got to happen today. Our fourth and final clip comes from our interview with Nick Ahrens, who is part of one of the top real estate teams in Southern California. He was able to share with us some of his great insight into the tactics for gaining leads through social media. Really well done. Well, let's talk about like your first year getting into real estate, Mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of our listeners, maybe it's their first year in the business. You know, what did you do to start off right away when you jumped into real estate? What was the first thing you did to try to start growing your business and really generating leads for your business? That's actually a really good question. Um, I was really nervous to talk to people. Okay. And the I, it's, I ended up joining a team, which was a great decision. I highly recommend that for every single person out there to get some sort of guidance, some sort of mentorship, some sort of direction. It's it's phenomenal. Can't can't talk enough about it. But did you I did join the team t- your first year in? I was well. Let me let me give a little bit of a preface to yeah. that. So when I first got my license, I was working two jobs at the time. Okay. So I ended up my first year with the license. I was kind of working as a semi assistant for for one of the top producers here in town. A uh, great guy. And just didn't have the time for it. Legitimately did not have the time for it. I think I did one or two open houses that first year. And had a long story short, got presented with, with an option to move to another team that had a ton of business going. And it was somebody who said, hey, Nick, I'm going to get you really up and running. Just trust me. I'm going to hold your hand through this. And jumped over and went there, quit my jobs. I only had about six months of money worth. Wow. Um, I could only last for probably about six months with that, the amount of money I had in my bank account. Jump ship and Love it. try to make it happen. But yeah, it was a ton of open houses. Okay. Every weekend, I, prob- I probably did 75 open houses my first year. Oh, wow. Okay. It's so funny hearing your story. You know, the other agents that we've interviewed, re- two similar themes. One is that they partnered up with the top producing broker in their office and they did assistant work to them. And then the other is, you know, they did the open houses and stuff like that. And then the other is that they just kind of jumped 
head first in. It's almost like they dabbled in it just a little bit in the beginning. And then, you know, basically going, there was I'm, no fall yeah, I'm fully committed. I only yeah. have six months in my bank account. I got to make it work Correct. in six months. <laughs> but or, I mean, a so, lot of ramen. <laughs> super common theme. And I think you uh, see I that. I did eat a lot of ramen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super common theme within entrepreneurs. All right. So you started out growing your business. The majority of your leads obviously were coming from open houses. So let's talk a little bit about this social media because you have 10,800 followers on social media. Did, when did you start doing your social media? Has that translated into business for you? Walk us through kind of how you got into that and why you chose to start growing your following on social media. Particularly, we're talking about Instagram right now. Yeah. Um, to be entirely honest, Gary V. Okay. Mm. Gary Vaynerchuk right there. That's, that's most of it. That, and that was kind of the, the tipping point. Once I Figured out, I was like, who the hell is this guy? This guy's crazy. He's off his rocker. And then six months later, returned to his content and went, okay, no, this guy's onto something. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he is crazy, though. I love that guy, but he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I realized every single person I know is on this platform, all of them, they're all on Facebook, they're all on Instagram, and it's free. I can blast myself out there as an agent for free at no cost. I don't have to spend a lot of time doing it. The posting is quick and it's easy. And one, one of the things I really did to push it was engaging with as many people as I possibly could on their pages, engaging with their followers on their comment feed in their section. And I made sure to tell every single person to follow my Instagram page. If somebody next to me had an Instagram open, I'd say, hey, let me see your phone real quick. Let, let me go on your Instagram. I'd find myself... And I'd follow myself on their dude, phone. That is brilliant. That's awesome. That's dude. growth hacking. <laughs> yes. Right there. That is growth hacking. That's like the, um, in the olden days, I say olden days, but you know how people would go to grocery stores and they hand out their business cards. That's the new way of handing out your business card is literally going, Hey, pull out your phone. Then let me see your Instagram and literally following. So that's awesome. So you literally started connecting what I love and just hearing that right there as a tangible application for our audience is you thought to yourself, where are the people I know? Where are they? Where's their attention? How do I reach mm -hmm. these people? How do I network with them? That's the key when you're driving your business is you got to think of your clients and you got to think, where are they? Where are they yeah. spending their time? Where are their eyeballs going? Where is their attention? And for you, you notice right away, hey, all of the people I know are on Instagram. And so you started exactly. engaging with them. So how long did it take you to get up to 10,000 followers? Like, was that something that just started organically happening super fast or has it been a long road for you? Uh, it's, it's been a long road. It's okay. a very, 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 very slow progression. I, I wasn't one of those guys who right out the gates had a ton of followers. Okay. Um, it has been a lot of fun growing it, but I kind of felt there were steps. Once I hit about seven or 800 followers, then it started going pretty quick. And then it kind of, the growth seemed to die down around maybe three or four or 5,000. Then it kind of jumped it back up again and grew fairly quick. And now it's kind of hanging out just above that 10,000 mark. Okay. Have you and seen that you've gotten a lot of like business from it? Have you started building relationships? Like everybody listening to this is going, okay, I see Instagram as a mm -hmm. tangible tool for me to get out there and get in front of my audience. But they're all thinking the same thing I'm thinking, which is how does that translate to business? Have you experienced it yet? Or you think you're going to experience it? What's your thoughts on that? I have experienced it. Okay. Um, Here's, here's something every single person could post. Uh, are your financial dreams met? Or are you in your dream home? And put up a poll, yes or no. Every single person who says no, send up a DM. Um, one thing I really to make sure of to do with my Instagram page is create genuine personal relationships with, with everybody out there. I'm not putting up just listed, just solds. 
nobody in their right mind is going to want to watch a just listed or just sold <laughs> or I or I just sold the most expensive property in this community ever of all time and I'm breaking records type of page. Nobody wants to see that. So guys, stop doing that. Create stuff that I like to explain to people, create a one-way relationship. Because engagement's really going one way. They're following my feed. I'm trying to follow their feed, but I got a ton of stuff coming up and I don't see them all that often. So I want to make sure that everybody following me knows who I am, knows my personal life, knows my personality, my quirks, what makes me funny, uh, my successes and my failures as well. And I feel that that creates an actual genuine relationship with these individuals. And that is what's going to create top of mind awareness. Yeah, that's awesome. That is, um, I would agree with you 120%. I even look at my own Instagram or even my own who I follow, right? Because a lot of times it's easy to start figuring out what works by just looking at yourself and going, who do you follow? But I follow way more of the personal stuff than I ever do the business stuff. Even on the business people I follow, I'm more interested in seeing some personal stuff about those people than I am about actually even hearing their business stuff. So I think that's great advice that you're getting. Has responding to those polls, you know, when you were talking about that and then DMing Uh people that responded, has that actually led to a lead that converted to a business for you? It has converted to a handful of people. It, I don't have any closed transactions from it at this point. I do have a handful of people who've requested, hey, start sending me market updates. Hey, nice. put me on the MLS system. Or, hey, I'm, I'm looking to move out from Colorado in a couple of years. Uh, let's keep in touch. Awesome. So I'll call them every now and then, give them some updates. Yeah. So, it has, go, keep going. It has generated, it, it has generated organic leads, and it's, it's free. There's no cost to it. That's the beautiful That's thing. Beautiful. It's free. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. We hope you enjoyed this best of episode of Stay Paid. If you liked any of the clips you heard, make sure to check out and download the full episodes to hear everything these amazing guests had to say. While you're at it, make sure to give us five stars and a comment on what you think about Stay Paid. It really helps us out and allows us to bring in even more guests in order to help you perform and excel in your business. And last but not least, remember, the only difference between a top producer and a mediocre one is that top producers take action. So make sure you take action on what you heard today, and thank you for listening. 